here, it's your host, Sharon Lin, and welcome back to Come Along. Today, we have the director of the Gleam Ensemble, Martin Jiang, and music director, Shio Oshita. Hello, Hello. everyone. Hello, Sharon. Hello. So I will give a very brief introduction of who they are, and they will talk more later on. So the Gleam Ensemble is a young Taiwanese early music platform. They host concerts regularly, including historical dance seminars, presentations, and especially early music education in Taiwan. And they also translate early music resources to Mandarin Chinese for a wider audience and I am if I may say that myself I'm kind of like a I regular <laughs> I'm a regular at your performances and seminars because they're really 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 wonderful could you give us more information about you know who exactly are or is the Gleam Ensemble the Gleam Ensemble as um, as you just said I mean we're a Taiwanese early music platform and what I said why I say platform because it's it's most important thing that uh, we need to provide in Taiwan which is not just concerts and we also like to give many seminars and educations and also it's like a um, family mm. of uh, early music buddies because we studied uh, in in Europe before and then yes. we met many very very talented and like outstanding Taiwanese early musicians. Oh, okay. So time-wise, um, is it that you were all, like the core members, you were all studying in, in Europe? Mostly. mostly. Mostly, yes. Mostly, yeah. yeah because um, there the, the, the aren't any early music seminars or early music educations in Taiwan. So we all have to discover our, or the states to study early music. But yeah, most of our members were from either from Amsterdam, from Germany, Basel, England. Yeah, and then we... Met, we've met in Taiwan. Also, we, we've met in Europe in many music festivals and competitions too. Yeah, so what about you, Shio? How did you meet Martin, also the rest of the members? Because you are originally from Japan. Yes, true. I'm Japanese. And actually, I went to Basel to study early music. And then there, so I met Martin. Mm-hmm. Also, you were classmates. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about in Japan? Was there yeah. already a scene for early music, in, especially mm. European music in Japan already? Or it's kind of similar, like Martin described, you couldn't really find too much uh, resources? Or... Actually, in Japan, it's pretty much like in Europe. Oh, there wow. are so many early music uh, musicians. And also, actually, there is a very good university. So you can study, actually, early music in Japan, too. Oh, that yeah. I didn't know. That's something really surprising. Yeah. Did you know that Taiwan say in comparison to Japan did you know that Taiwan actually kind of lacks more of that scene when it comes to um actually in Europe actually Mm. I didn't realize that because there are so many fantastic Taiwanese musicians uh, early musicians in Europe Mm -hmm. so that's why I was thinking oh maybe in Taiwan there are so many good musicians and also it's fun to collaborate with them Mm-hmm. But I arrived in Taiwan and I realized actually there is no university actually for, uh, where we can study really early music. And also there are not so many concerts going on. So that's why it's now it's we are creating this uh, yes. society somehow. I mean, in my, in my own opinion, I, I, I do think because of, uh, not because of us, but of because of the military system and also the, the COVID it really changes the the early music environment here because oh, really so yeah there were just as I said so many talented early musicians they have to come back and of, of course not just about the COVID also mm-hmm. there was a, a problem of the the administrative the, the visa mm-hmm. uh, situation in yeah. Switzerland I, and I've, yeah I've been there because I studied abroad and as someone who's I'm not a musician but as someone who also studied under the umbrella of the arts it's really challenging we must bring what we've learned 
in Europe and back to our, our country.、Mm. Yeah, but I think it is a good opportunity because、um, in Basel, because Basel、uh, in Switzerland is, is it was、um, so called an early music city, which、mm. is you walk on the street, you swim in the Rhine or the river. You just hear people singing medieval songs or、uh, Renaissance polyphonies,、uh, mm. and then yeah, that is the the the, the full environment of early music,、mm. and、so、therefore many people after graduated they they, they try to stay there or let's say we try to stuck there,、mm. just to to absorb all the early music energies. Yeah, yeah. But come to the end, I I was also thinking, who am I? I mean, I I I went out from. Taiwan. When I was sixteen years old, I,、mm. I chose my passport to study early music, to know who I am, and I think it's important that to bring to bring this music back to Taiwan, and also in the same time, it's also much much more exciting because、mm. things are not very very developed、yeah. here. There's yeah, many it's a new new pastry. The new、yeah. past, and also nowadays we have internet, we have Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. It's not like maybe ten、yeah. twenty years before. And actually, that's how I found out about you, the Gleam Ensemble. I remember it was a couple of years ago when I was still living in the U.S. I one day I was just scrolling on I think Facebook, and I saw this this group, the Gleam Ensemble. Who are they? Oh my goodness! And I just clicked some videos, and I was hooked immediately. So, could you walk us through what the training was like and what part of it that people in Taiwan, for example, might find really surprising in Skola? Actually, our education was very special because we have to read a manuscript. It's a, such an original. So this、scores. was in Basel, right? Yeah, Basel.、Okay. Yeah. So yeah.、Uh, our name.、Uh, actually, there are, there are two different schools. One is called the Music Academy Basel, which is we so called the regular music school. So you have to play、uh, Tchaikovsky,、mm -hmm. violin concertos, and in a modern way. But there's another school in the same system, but completely different. School.、Mm. It's called the、uh, the Scola Cantorum Basiliensis.、Mm. It's the name is in Latin. It's、mm -hmm. called the the School of Singing, but because they believe singing is the most natural human talent, and everyone who plays instrument must sing, is from the medieval、mm. uh, spirit. As you heard the name, it sounds like Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> That's why we call actually the 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 Hogwarts of early music、mm, in the world. And yeah, yeah. Bashir can continue. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't explain.、It. Yeah. We call our school、uh, Scola、mm -hmm. because Scola Canton Basiliensis. Yeah. Scola. And then Scola people are very special because they are really nerds. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love、Extreme、that this、nerd. is just、really? a nerd sanctuary,、yeah. including this studio. I must say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I. I yeah I really love this school Scola because、mm -hmm. there are a bunch of talented nerds.、Uh, early <laughs> yeah nerds yeah <laughs> early musicians yeah. and so fun because every day so I walk into this cafeteria and there are so many people talking about early music、oh, wow so just yeah, everything well, about music yeah, yeah. about cafeteria is so interesting because like、uh, you sometimes you go to get, go go there for breakfast or during the lesson break you just go there and then you just see so. People from the music academy—they're just there chatting, talking about <laughs> the business—and、mm -hmm. then people from the scola cantorum. There's a bunch of people playing different sizes of Renaissance lute and with the manuscript and sing in the cafeteria with the coffee and、yeah. we call chalet in in Basel,、yeah. which is like、This、a big、so cool. uh, it's a latte. cup of a, a bowl of cafe latte. Just sing. Of course, they're, they're gonna—they don't play any like brass or、uh, wind instrument because it's too loud.、Mm, too loud. But、yeah. mostly with lute and sing and、yeah. no shame. And this、mm. is how it's、uh, the life was almost. Feel like you're walking into a painting, but this、mm -hmm. is a real life、mm -hmm. situation, and、yeah. I'm actually really curious. So, when you were studying there, did you feel that you 
really found your people, and they're all from you know different places around the world. Yeah. Yes, yes totally. Really. Everything is、uh, in Scola. They're different than the、mm. normal music school.、Mm. For example, we have to learn how to compose a medieval missa or、mm. a me- medieval ballad, and also we have to remember any kind of forms and study the any kind of. Notation. We have to say this notation comes from the Oxford manuscript. Comes from the Kiji Petrucci Modena manuscript. Yeah. So when and what was the spark that you realized you really wanted to do early music? Especially, I'm picturing maybe for for our listeners, early music is something really really distant. For me, because I'm violinist, I'm playing many Bach no accompanied version of sonatas and partitas, and it's very difficult even on a modern violin. Actually, in Germany, I studied modern violin, but actually, I had a chance to take lesson with baroque violinist、oh. as second major, and then I met her, and then I heard her playing Bach or Corelli, whatever, and it was so amazing. I don't know why, but it sounds everything so convincing and amazing, and I really want to get what she's doing.、Mm. And then she said she's from Basel. And she studied with Chiara Banchini, and she's really fantastic、uh, baroque violin teacher and player. And then she said, "If you are really doing early music, you must go to Scola,、uh, Basel." And I was thinking, "Yes, I really want that."、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but first I was I considered to go to other conservatory in Germany because of the visa. And after, but I really. Couldn't、uh, quit this dream to go to Basel, so I just went. And for you, Martin, what was the spark for you to step into early music? Well, I I love Western histories. I, I like history in general, and want to be a when I was a kid, I wanted to be archaeologist. And Wait, I was, similar, similar. <laughs> I love yeah, how nerdy was, this is going. Yeah, I was like, please el- go on. Elementary school,、yeah. you know, I have to read all. The, I I just like bought、uh, when when people were learning Burpama, but I I just. I wanted to study, like for example, the 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 Indian and the Egypt, the ancient Egyptians, hieroglyphs, the, yeah. yes, yeah, the cuneiform and everything. Yes, I even know how to I, I write in, in Mayan、uh, numbers. Yeah, so cool.、And、okay, so, yes, yes, so nerdy, and but I I just love it, and、mm-hmm. I I can't help it. Never change, and then please don't change. I don't think I will. <laughs> and then yeah, and then early music because、um, once I was I, I yeah. In music school, I, I learned I learned a modern bassoon for a year, and I listened to some classical music, and I just realized I like baroque, and I like a certain way of doing baroque. It's just some、mm. something for more, some it's it's for me something more convincing. Of course, it was convincing because it was coming from the source, and also because I really love Bach. Bach is always the beginning and the end.、Yeah. I really love this so much because I also have other friends.、Uh, for example, I have a very close friend who's a jazz musician, and it's so it's so fascinating that in,、uh, you two and also Peter Jan Velzer and also Ozan and my friend Roger, you all mentioned something really similar. Like something it's really convincing to you. And my friend Roger always put it in a way that for him it makes sense. He used the term "makes sense" to describe. While I still have so much to learn when it comes to music, musical knowledge, but I know that, for example, Bach is something so fundamental that even for Roger, who's a jazz musician, he studied so much、um, of the works from Bach. And even though people probably wouldn't picture that, oh, you're doing a more 
modern type of music, but actually the f uh, fundamental materials. Yeah, they're the base, and it's something that's really shared so much among people who are in in similar fields. I mm -hmm. would say. Yes. So yes. yeah, this is echoing to okay. What was the path of you narrowing narrowing down what kind of instruments that you want to focus on? Because there are so many options out there. And let's talk more about the instruments that you're playing now, and what are some differences and similarities to like mm -hmm. modern violin, for example. Mm -hmm. Then we start with violin. So I I can explain shortly like what is different uh, differences between. Modern. So let's start with what instruments do you play now in the Glim ah, Ensemble? Okay, yeah. I play the violin, a baroque violin, baroque and violin. a medieval fiddle, and also sometimes I play shom. What it's is a shom? It's an ancestor of oboe, yes. And then, so modern violin has metal strings or nylon strings, but uh, baroque violin, we normally use uh, gut strings. Mm. Maybe this is the most important thing to tell the audience because yeah. the the sound is very warm. Yeah, completely different tone. And also, if I play, uh, the touch is also a bit different. Like they, there are some frictions on the strings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and another thing is, so we don't have a chin rest, and also we don't use a shoulder rest. So it makes our posture very different. Yeah, mm. so that's why we have to use other technique to, how to say, like change the positions mm. and play. And also another thing, maybe the bow, baroque bow. Actually, we call baroque bow, but there are so many types. I own uh, four baroque bows now. So early baroque and also two late baroque bows and classical bow. And what's the main yeah. differences between like a yeah. classical one and a baroque bow? Yeah, classical bow looks like modern bow, but uh, baroque bow's uh, tip is very sharp and mm. also much shorter. Could be a weapon. Lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, really? <laughs> it, actually, people are saying it's coming from arrow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So the the agents in maybe, ancient times. Yeah, they mm. they hunt and oh. then they they pick this arrow to play some strings and yeah. I heard this story. I and love then, this. Yeah, and then yeah. developed. I think it's, it might be yeah. plausible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, developed into this uh, string instrument. Oh, cool. Yeah. And what about your instruments, Martin? Bassoon. Yes. Yeah. What is a, a bassoon? Well, bassoon is a double reed bass instrument, and yeah, I was lucky enough to. It's all, it, it, it wasn't also that common. So what does it look like? It looks like a, I don't know, like a hundred meters tube, but like double tube. Mm. So basically, the real size of this tube is you have to extend it uh, twice. So oh. it, would, it would be it becomes like two meters high. So that's why it's it's. I mean, it wasn't convenient, so they have to like make it like uh, like twisted and becomes a mm -hmm. uh, easier. In half. Yeah. So I sold my modern bassoon right after when I was in Europe, and I I bought a so yeah my major instrument Baroque bassoon and also a in Renaissance bassoon, which is called a Dulcian. Those are ancestors of the modern bassoon, and mm. actually, Dulcians, which is the Renaissance bassoon, came from the oboe, the, the Renaissance shom, the oboe. But it wasn't easy to move around with that huge tube, so therefore, the Renaissance uh, instrument makers they folded, and it becomes just half of the size, mm. and that is the start More of mobility. the yes. That was sound. That's the, that was the origin of the dulcian, which is the first bassoon shape instrument. Mm. And the dulcian was like the most popular and wildly used instrument during the 16th and the early 17th centuries. It, it you, you can play very beautiful bass line. I mean, it's called dulcian because it's 
Something it's from sweet? Italian dulcis, yeah. sweet. Oh, really? Okay. It's, yeah, exactly. Sweeter than the bombard, than the cannon. Yeah, so let's talk briefly about the historic background of early music. So how, for especially for our listeners, how would you describe early music? Especially, okay, let's start from the time. So from when to when um, is the umbrella of early music that you were talking about? That's very difficult question because mm-hmm. we are also asking ourselves, actually, what is early music? So I have a two system to describe. And one is actually music itself is old enough. How old? It's um, maybe before Bach. Yeah, and also until medieval Renaissance. Before, uh, there are some um, Asian Greek music. Mm-hmm. We know that that, that was existed, but actually there are not so many sources. That's mm, why yeah. we have to say, yeah, maybe from medi- medieval until Baroque, like that. Mm. But other side is actually how to play the music, the, the way this uh, HIP, historical informed performance. Mm. So using this idea to play music, this is already early music. So it means classical music or romantic music, even 20th century music could be also early music for mm. now. For me, it's um, I was completely, completely agree on Shield. There is an, a theory from the most famous uh, Baroque violinist maestro called Sigisvar Koiken. Uh, he's Belgium, and because of him, that's why Baroque violin, it, Baroque violin could be a major instrument. Mm. He is the teacher of our teacher's teacher. Cool. And luckily, he's still alive. And um, yeah, he was the one who started, one of the person who started the, the early music revolution of the Baroque violin. And what he said was the music before the French Revolution, because the concept was completely different, because... Before the French Revolution, the musicians are like craftsmen. Okay. They they put their um, artistic value and also their their artistic spirit into a form of music, but you can't. You have to f- find it out. But after, they just express whatever they want to do. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's a kind of interesting way to definite definite it. But I also, of course, I mean, in, in Scola actually in Basel there was a project which is it was an experimental project, but they tried to re revival the rock music from the 1960s. Rock music. Oh, okay. You can Tell also call more. that early music because mm. if you use the the the, the techniques, of- the techniques, the accent, how they're singing. Mm. One day, if we don't have recordings, then these things will be vanished. And the the thing is, before the uh, recording system has been developed, we don't know how those music sounds like. Mm-hmm. And why early music is a big deal in a conservative system is because we don't know how Bach's music sounds like. But everyone must play Bach, and every everyone's their own teacher tell them how how to play Bach in their own way. It's not about early music; it's about to find out the, the background and to find a more convincing way to interpret this music. Mm. So this brings me to a question I really love to ask. So in your research process, what kind of materials do you look into to find, to figure out more clues of this piece of music? So we are always looking at a manuscript or facsimile. So nowadays, actually in internet, there are so many sources that like you can digitize see. ones. Yes, mm, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. And also paintings. And also uh, in that time, so in Baroque time or Renaissance time, there are so many uh, treatises, yes. so many books. Yeah. yeah. And actually composer, uh, composer themselves or theori- 
theory teachers. So they wrote like how to play those music. So that's why we can directly read those sources, also see the manuscript and then also handwriting.、Mm. Yeah. Very, very old、mm. handwriting. So,、mm-hmm. where was the coolest place, Shio, you've been to to find an old manuscript of a piece of music you really want to find out? Actually, because. Library.、Uh, <laughs> yeah, school libraries.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. What does the library look like?、Um, actually, library itself is very modern. Contemporary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very modern. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was picturing like an older, no, like a like Gothic. Harry Potter. No, no, no. 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 Okay.、Uh, of course, with Scola Contorum, we went to an Assisi. Oh, Which the cemetery? Yeah, it's the most well. Italy, it, it, Italy、yeah. is just it's just a god blessing land. Yeah, yeah, and then、yeah. we were in the this、uh, this the San Francisco's、uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Yes, and then the, the most of the original leftovers,、uh, shams and dulcians, are still there. Some of them you can even try on. Oh wow! Yeah, and then、wow. just imagine that thing because in Scola, this is what we、and、find. And did you、so、try? Yeah, it's、oh, just wow. the, of course the pitch is very different because as some some of them they're not really working well. Of course, it's uh it's five hundred、yeah. years since. Yeah, but I'm curious how 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 was that? How how did you feel when you tried a very ancient、uh, instrument and you hold it in your hand and you? Yeah, I, I have to say, it's just a completely new experience. Like this is also what interests me. What I would say this uh this Sigismar Koikan, the the master of Bach violin,、uh, he was saying, nowadays we tend to. Follow.、Uh, we tend to make the instrument follow the players, but as an early musician, you have to make you have to make the person follow the instrument because the instrument, especially original instrument, is the teacher.、Mm. Is your teacher? Wait, this is giving me another Harry Potter quote: "The wand chooses the wizard," kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because the the tools it teaches you. I mean, because like、mm. the modern players sometimes they say, okay, I, for example,、um, on the baroque bassoon. I have less keys, and on the mortarboards I have many keys, and it helps so many、uh, half notes, and、um, much easier to play. And then when they directly have the historic instrument, they think、oh, I can play, and this is fine. So you you can play and you learn. But some some modern players, even mostly violin, actually,、hmm. for example, they have they started a baroque orchestra, and then they just grab baroque instrument, but never really learn how to play, and that therefore sounds very out of tune, and people、mm-hmm. think, oh, this is a Yeah. Bad. That's why baroque instrument needs to be、uh, replaced by modern instrument. But、mm-hmm. that's why you have to learn with the instrument because what what the instru- original instrument can't do is exactly the source and the reason why Bach and their music from that time wrote like that.、Mm. Yeah, this is the, directly the answer. But if you are so arrogant, you can't find out this answer by the instrument. So that's why actually why why I feel is we have to be stay. Forever thirsty of knowledge、mm-hmm. and also forever humble. And humble、yeah. You can never know anything, and、I、you、agree. will never know anything. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, before we go, we have to enjoy some music by the Gleam Ensemble. So please enjoy this piece from the 17th century, recorded live from one of their performances. <laughs> 